Um, welcome to the listeners <laughs> the NCR podcast. Hi, Pete. Hello, Christy. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you guys? We're good. Surviving the uh, COVID lockdown. We're getting through it one yep. day at a time. How about you guys? You know, every day is different for us. We're, uh, we're kind of adapting to the new virtual lifestyle like running classes online and stuff so um yeah it's uh it's different but it's good it's it's busy you know what i mean like we're able to stay busy um in some ways i feel like it's busier right now because yeah, like, trying to make all these changes and figure out your new routine and what's going to work and some days are slow but then some days it's like i'm busier than i was before all this happened yeah, big time. It's it's weird. And for me personally, like I know Pete's pretty good with technology and so is PT, but I am I am so bad at it. I am so bad at it. They they don't even let me like play with our membership uh portal. <laughs> so uh I've I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. I've like I have an office down here now, it's great. Um I how are how is the family doing? How's Brock and DJ? Because last time we chatted, um I think DJ was getting tested, right? He was. So we got his test result back yesterday and it came back negative, which is great. Thank God. Um, yeah. And there were, we think at least four or five people on the plane with the Ottawa senators who um, did test positive. So wow. we feel really lucky. Uh, we, that really scared us. I think just because we realized like how close it was to us. And also I'm 18 weeks pregnant now. So um, I guess just personally, I wanted to really make sure that I was safe. Um, I know they say that it's not, there's not a lot of data right now about how it affects pregnant women, but they weren't overly concerned about it. So that part was good, but I still don't want to take any chances. So anyway, he is self-isolated. Um, he was actually outside of his quarantine period by the time he got his results. Um, but there were other people that got their results, you know, a day before him or two days before him and that they were positive. That's scary, scary stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I was on a phone call yesterday with a bunch of CrossFit trainers and, uh, a young boy died like a, well, of, uh, uh, an athlete that one of the trainers coached, uh, Pete, Joe, Joe DeGain. Mm. He, um, a kid on a, on a football team, he helped coach like died from COVID. And he oh, wow. was, uh, yeah, he was young. Like he was like, I think, I think I forget the age, but it was like under 25, hundred percent sure it was under 25. Um, and he was, he was severely obese. That was the, that was the thing there. But it's, you know, you hear a lot of people saying like, oh, I'm young. I'm, I'm, it's all good, but that's not the case, right? Like we're hearing more and more of young people being affected by it. So as a pregnant woman, I, I, I feel like there's no doubt that it's scary. And, and, you know, like, even though there's not a lot of research done on it, it's still something you want to be uber cautious about, right? 
Yeah. And, and you guys, I know with young kids and Pete with your little baby, like, I think you just, there's so much that we don't know about it because it is still so new. And so it's been actually really inspiring watching you guys take such a leadership role right from the beginning with this and tell people, I think you were the first, I could be wrong, but I think you guys were like the first gym. People, people keep on saying that. I don't know if that's an official stat, but we were definitely, we were early. We were yeah. early. We just yeah. kind of, we just kind of saw it coming and we just, we just Well, I follow, like, I follow some of the major CrossFit gyms across North America, at least like the U S and Canada. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was kind of surprised when you guys first, first did it. I was thinking, okay, you know, like it was, it was almost a relief in a way. Cause I wanted to keep going, you know, mm-hmm. I think so many of us do as part of our routine. Yeah. We're like, Oh, one more yeah. workout. Come on. Mm-hmm. And it was a relief knowing that that option was taken away now and figure something out because mm-hmm. now you're not gonna put yourself at risk. So I really commend you guys for doing that. It was, that was a bold move. Oh, yeah. And, and I kind of, I kind of touched on this when we talked to Faraz a little bit, but like our goal is to get people as healthy as possible it would be kind of counterintuitive if we kept our doors open when there's a, a virus like taking over the world. You know what I mean? So I think, I think uh, the public's health was in our best interest and it always will be. So, um, but yeah, thank you. Um, so yeah. That we, was a great podcast, by the way. I listened did you, to that. Did you like that one? That guy's awesome. I, um, He's so awesome. And I of, watched it. I worked for CTV for so many years. So I'm familiar. I did had no idea that he's a former NCR member. I was like, oh my gosh, like oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's uh, <laughs> a lot of people message me after that podcast and they're like, Man, I wish I came to the gym when he was there. He seems like such yeah. a great guy. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. great. He's super funny. Um so much information and knowledge. It's great. So so I um I saw that you launched your nutrition company, uh kind of right before all this happened, right? And uh I I, I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. I thought um, right now is is a really good time to dial in your nutrition. I mean, there, there's there's it's always a good time, but given the fact that we're stuck in our homes, and uh, I'm going to speak on behalf of myself, and you guys can agree or disagree with me, but I feel like eating crap almost daily. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. I think it's just like the energy out there, but you know, when I saw you launch your thing, I was like, man, this is a great time for a lot of people out there to dial in their nutrition, right? Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about that and kind of how you came to, to start your own company and stuff? Yeah, so it's called Apples and Abs. And um, it started for me actually after having Brock. So Brock will be four in June. I had Brock. I was always super active. I didn't cross it before Brock, but I started shortly after. And I was having a really hard time getting back to my pre-baby weight. And I was that person who never left the gym, like the ones that you guys are probably like that cringe from, like, can you just go home? Um, I would work out for like three hours a day at the time I was at CrossFit Coliseum and they let you bring your baby. But I'm sure that Paul McIntyre would agree that he was sick of Brock at times. Um, And I just was trying so hard and I got to within 10 pounds, but I couldn't get back and I couldn't figure out why I was like, well, maybe it's because I might be a little older. Like I just don't get it. And I thought I was eating really healthy. Like I really genuinely thought at that time that I was eating the foods that were out there that they were saying to eat. And one big push had been around that time too, is to eat less carbs. Not necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily eat no carbs, but I would eat less carbs. 
And what ended up happening was I was holding on to a lot of fat and I was working out so much that I really did need those carbs um, that I wasn't consuming. And I got a nutrition coach and she changed everything for me. Then I finally was able to eat with imbalance again, figure out what balance looked like for me. And it really did change my life and it was freeing in so many ways. Um, and I like quickly became, I, I lost the weight quickly and even went beyond my goal with where I wanted to be in terms of body fat and that kind of stuff. But I stayed with her for like seven or eight months just because I wanted to see how she would like tweak my program and macros because I was so interested in it. And then around that time, I also said like, well, where did you study? And she started with precision nutrition. Pete, I think you did it or are doing it too. Yeah, currently. Um, and, yeah. I loved it. Like I just love the advice in it. I love the how they talk about coaching and the mm -hmm. coaching being a big factor of it too and keeping people motivated when it comes to their nutrition. Um, and so, yeah, I chipped away at it and my friend was doing it at the same time as well. Who was also a coach at CrossFit Coliseum. She became Carolyn Prevost's nutrition coach. So we got to kind of play around and experiment a little bit with how it helped Carolyn, which was like absolutely fascinating to watch. Um, and to watch Carolyn explode as an athlete. Um, and that's Ashley Nardella. Her coach is based on balance. And so through all of that kind of in this whole process, I was thinking, you know what, DJ and I are in a situation now where most members know of him and I've just mentioned he's the head coach of the Ottawa Senators. Um, when we moved from Toronto, which is where we were before with the Leafs to Ottawa, I worked in Toronto, but this was the first time I wasn't working. And I was like, how can I help people? What can I do that's a little bit different? And also having some access to um, nutritionists in the field of sports and um, some kind of interesting characters that I can interview along the way and all these ideas came up and finally I said okay like my big thing will be creating a website like I love to coach people but I want to share information and put information out there that's free that can help people get motivated and start to understand nutrition a little bit better and also start to dispel some of the myths that are out there about it cool that's awesome yeah that's really cool um, thanks so so you so this company the the goal would you say of of your company is to do exactly that what you said at the end there um is to mainly sort of give out information free to the public or are you, are you taking yeah. on like clients are you taking on like uh, individual clients let's say if someone wants to tweak their nutrition can they come to you and like pay you money to mm -hmm. to help them with that 100 percent, they can um i do offer coaching and that is something that i'm passionate about um, I have a, a roster of people that I'm working with right now, um, but apples and abs part of it. Yeah. If people want to reach out to me and they want some coaching, I'm here to help and I would love to help them, but I really love the idea of information sharing as well and writing again. And I was a journalist for 13 years. So I really love looking at information and going like, okay, what are the experts saying about this? Um, are there differing opinions on it? how do we kind of put this together? So like, what are the studies actually saying? Not just someone's interpretation of a study, mm -hmm. um, those kinds of things. So I just like, personally, I feel really, really passionate about it and kind of like just a nutrition nerd. I love looking into this stuff. So mm -hmm. for me, apples and apps and being able to share some information on a blog. Um, I, if you go on the blog now, there's already like, I think uh, over a dozen blog posts because I've been writing stuff for a while. I just had, didn't have the, I didn't have the website up. Right. Um, so that kind of stuff has been something that I'm really passionate about. I've always loved sharing news and information with people, especially accurate information. Um, so that's, that's the bigger goal of the website, but definitely, um, yeah, I'm here to coach too. That's awesome. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Do you, um, do you find that your clientele or just yourself in general, like being at home, like Reza said, is it more of a challenge for people to stick to their nutrition regimen now that we're stuck at home? In theory, you could say that it, it should be easier. If you write it down on paper, we're at home, we've got uh, available to us the groceries that, you know, any nutritionist or, or nutrition coach would say that you need to buy to to keep a healthy diet, right? You're, you have access, unlimited access to your kitchen, right? You're not stuck to your desk at work and all this. But for whatever reason, like Reza said, it seems like all we want to do is eat like crap. Like, are you finding the same thing with your clients? And like, how do you work around that? Or how do you motivate them to, to make the necessary changes? Yeah, so I definitely am seeing people telling me they want to snack more. That's been a, like a big theme from clients of mine um, and even just general people who've reached out who are like, what do I do? Um, and that can be a result of stress and boredom. Um, I think in the email you guys sent out today, there was like a really cool quote about discipline equals freedom. Mm -hmm. So for many of us, when we're used to getting up at 5.30 a.m., hitting the 6 a.m. class, we know what we're going to eat in between. We have our lunch at a certain time because of work. All of a sudden we're home and a lot of us home with our kids which is yeah. a whole other element. That's another um, ball game. <laughs> yeah. And then you're going into like, what time do I work out? What, what classes are available? Can I do a class? Do I work out on my own? Like there's a lot going on right now for people that's creating stress. And stress I, literally, I literally tried like not, right before this podcast, I tried to work out and like, I forgot that I had to do a couple things. So I just aborted that whole idea and I'm going to do it later. But normally that wouldn't happen. You know, it's just, it's almost like you're living on a whim. <laughs> yeah, I think it's totally, that's totally normal right now. And so one thing I'm telling clients is like, you know what, it might not be perfect right now. Um, let's try to change our mindset. You, like you said, Pete, this might be an opportunity for people as opposed to something that's, that can be harder for them. Um, if they, if they can get their minds around that, you know, get, look, you guys have access to the kitchen for the first time ever. You've lost some control, but why don't you focus instead on what you can control and you really can control your nutrition, even if you think you can't. So um, having an arsenal of healthy snacks, this is something I repeat constantly and you'll probably see it throughout my Instagram feed all the time, but prepping your veggies is huge because if you have that Tupperware full of whatever your favorite vegetables are and you know that you can reach for that first, that can be something that will take, you know, that crunch, that crunch of a cucumber can sort of simulate a chip um, mm -hmm. those kinds of things that you at least you're bored. You just want to eat something. You just want My to wife will something. love that. She loves prepping veggies. I love it. It's where awesome. I swear it saves me. And even my son, um, if you watch the way I feed my son, I, I try really hard to keep him eating healthy, but this kid loves hot dogs, <laughs> <laughs> raw hot dogs. That is disgusting. <laughs> and, um, people always joke. They're like, this just must kill you inside. And it kind of does, but it's also my own fault. I don't have to buy them, That's but right. I do. Um, but he'll go into the fridge and find them and pull them out. The frozen and hot dog. It's so gross. Um, <laughs> but what I try to do is I'm like, okay, like, can we find some balance here? Like, fine, you're going to have the hot dog. But here, like, here's, a, here's a veggies that I've already got ready. So I'm not stressed about getting these ready for you. They're just here. I grab a handful. And he eats them because they're on his plate every day. And I do too because when they're there and I want something else that's 
you know, less nutritious for me, at least I can get that first and then think again, okay, am I really hungry right now? Or was I just bored and wanting something? That's right. So you're almost, you're almost working with the problem instead of against it. It's like, you know, that being at home, sitting around, you know, you're going to need to snack, you know, you're going to want to snack constantly. So it's like, instead of fighting it and saying, don't snack, it's just make your snacks a little healthier than they were before. For right. sure. And maybe have some snacks, but recognize it and have smaller meals. So mm. if you know what your portions would be like, okay, well, I've had, I've had some snacks today. I had kind of paying attention to what you're eating too, in terms of like, is it more of a carb snack? Is this more of a fat snack? And if it is, yeah, I've had a lot of carbs for dinner. Maybe tonight I have a little less at supper. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I mean, <laughs> some days I don't even want to have a full meal because I just like, I'm snacking all day. I feel like I haven't even cooked a full uh, a meal at all. I'm just like constantly in and out the fridge. or like, go grab something, sit down, eat it. I don't know about you guys, but that's kind of the, almost the routine I've fallen into. I've definitely fallen into like a lot lighter dinners. Yeah. Heavier lunches and breakfast, but dinner, I'm trying to keep really light. What were you going to say, Russ? I was going to say, well, like Pete, I know that you, you've like taken on some nutrition clients um, as well. And it's, mm -hmm. it's interesting listening to you guys talk. Cause it seems like there's a lot of like, um, you guys talk a lot about like routine and like getting your mind right. And um, it sounds like it's more mental for people than it is actually like physical, right? Like, uh, and I'm just, I'm not, I'm not saying that's the case, but I'm kind of turning that into a question. Like, do you guys find when you're coaching um, an athlete on their nutrition, there's a lot of like mental obstacles that you got to overcome with these athletes as opposed to actual like nutrition based stuff. Right. Yeah. I would, I would agree with you. You go ahead and answer that Christy. I think that it's 80% mental. Um, I think that there's so much of our, there's emotions tied to, tied to eating, right? Like there's history, there's family values tied to eating. So it can be really hard to want to change um, when you're in a routine. And what I, I like to ask people is like, is this working for you? Like Pete, we had a conversation briefly at the gym and I was asking you, you know, uh, what you eat before workouts or something like that. And you were talking about how you fast and that how doing that and not eating a big breakfast has changed everything for you. Um, and so what I would say as a coach is that then you're right because it's working for you. If what you're doing is not working for you and you've been trying to lose that 10 pounds for the last year and you're not losing it, that's when you need to make a change. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of it's mental and then also like controlling what you're allowing in your house. Like I said, like if I really don't want my son eating hot dogs then I just quietly stop buying them. So that can be huge, especially right now with snacking. Mm -hmm. There's a yeah. lot of, a lot of people out there would, would, there's a lot of people that think that it's just like a binary decision of yes or no, like to eat this or not to eat this is, is the question. Right. And, and people in theory, they'll say that it's an easy thing to do to, to eat healthy. Cause all you need to do is, is say no to the junk food. But it's like you said, there's so many other factors, emotional factors, lifestyle factors, convenience factors, you know, stress factors, kid factors that come into play when, uh, when controlling what goes in your mouth, that it all needs to come into consideration. And a lot of the time it's, uh, it's just, it's a mindset that helps people wrap their head around 
um, sort of, I guess, the categorization of, of a bunch of decisions that can look overwhelming. But if you have a certain mindset going into a day or a week or a month that, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be perfect. But if I have a general outline, then I can I can be at least heading in the right direction. It's a lot. It's a lot like like fitness rest. It's like in terms of using CrossFit as an example, a lot of the time you're just trying to motivate people to take that first step and come into the gym. Don't worry about anything else. Just walk in the door every day. That's your job, right? Yeah. And if you can make those small decisions with your nutrition as well, then you're, you're usually setting yourself up on the right foot. So small changes for greater, bigger changes. Yeah, it's like if you get, if you take someone um, you'll, I'm sure you'll agree with me, uh, Christy, if you get somebody who comes up to you and says, I want to add a hundred pounds onto my snatch, right? You're not going to have such an accelerated program that in a month they're going to be snatching a hundred pounds more, right? Either they do it or they injure themselves in the process, <laughs> right? The same kind of thing can go for nutrition. If you want them to be successful long-term and, and keep the hundred pounds on their snatch, or you want them to continue to lead a healthy lifestyle eating wise, then those small steps are going to be able to allow them to be successful in the long run. Yeah. Especially with nutrition, keeping people healthy, it's all about doing it relatively slowly. Um, if you want to either gain or lose weight, you don't want to do it rapidly because that'll end up backfiring. It actually hurts your metabolism. It slows it down. Um, so Typically speaking, yeah, like you want a client, for example, with a weight loss goal, which would be the majority of them, um, you want to make changes that are gradual, maybe losing even half a pound a week, maybe not losing any weight the first couple of weeks as they just adjust to a new style of eating and um, new goals and, and actually looking at what their proteins, carbs and fats should look like for them. Um, on a daily basis, that kind of stuff can take time and it can take the body time to adjust to it. So it's kind of like CrossFit where we would say, well, trust the process, you're going to get there. Um, but you have to, you do, you have to trust it and it has to be slow because I think like, even if you look at, um, the biggest loser, mm. you guys remember that show? Yeah. Yeah. They looked at a lot of those contestants and almost all of them ended up gaining the weight back, which is mm. so sad. Um, because they knew what to do and they did all the right things, but it was so fast that their bodies weren't able they, to adjust to it. And eventually most of them gained their weight back or went back to old habits because mm. they put them at such a strict calorie deficit um, and such an intense work, workout um, regime that they weren't able to sustain that in regular life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it there's sucks. A, someone... Uh... One of my one of my colleagues had a, a really good example for that phenomenon. It's like your body has a thermostat and you have it set to a certain temperature and it's it's really warm. And instead of to making the house to make the house cooler, you turn down the temperature on the thermostat, you keep the thermostat up and you just open every window in your house. And really quickly the house becomes cold, but as soon as you shut all the windows, it's warm again. It's like you need to turn the thermostat down. And gradually, the, the temperature of the house is going to come down and stay at a consistent level rather than just trying to overload it with all this, you know, huge rush of cool air. And that's kind of the example of, you know, trying to just go way too quick through the process. And your body has that internal thermostat where it, it likes to be where it's at. It, it has a homeostasis where if you try and 
take it too far out of its comfort zone too fast. It's just going to go right back to where it likes to be. I agree with that. Um, Christy, I know you said, um, so I'm just going to bring it back to the, to, to the, the fact that like, I think Pete agrees with me uh, that we all just want, feel like eating like garbage um, because of this whole situation. <laughs> and you mentioned you like uh, your trick was like preparing the veggies. Do you have any other tips for people when it comes to like that? Like I know, I know mm-hmm. personally too, like, um on super rainy days like i think it was last monday when it like everything was kind of becoming more real i was just like forget this and i just totally like threw the day out the window but do you have any other tips or tricks or like um maybe other snack ideas for people when they're feeling that way instead of like you know what i do is i i friggin i'm just like i write the day off and i just go for it but like what what are some other tips that you would offer people i would first say before anything, grab a glass of water, um, make it whatever, dress it up if you want, throw some ice cubes in it, maybe a slice of lemon, but have a glass of water and actually force yourself to drink the full glass of water. Mm-hmm. Just keep, I feel like I have a half glass of water around me at all times, but it's never actually, it's never actually drank. Um, but have that first, because a lot of times um, we get confused being dehydrated or, or thirsty for hungry. Mm-hmm. So that's super common. The other thing that we confuse is boredom. So we're not really hungry. We're bored and we want to do something. Um, so as you're drinking your glass of water, maybe ask yourself that question and like try to listen to your hunger cues because your body actually has these real physical hunger cues that I think over time, a lot of us have started to ignore. Um, so yeah, ask yourself, am I really hungry right now? Yes or no. If you're hungry, eat something because that's important. Um, but if you're not and you're just bored, then move on and find something else to do. Um, sometimes, and one other thing I've been encouraging people to do is maybe just the act of baking something or making something alone is what you needed. You might not have actually needed that food. You might have just needed to do something and you feel like you don't know what to do. Yeah, um, I, know, I know people that do that. So the glass of water, and then if you're just not that into water, a tea, especially like a non-caffeinated is a great second choice. And I'm not really drinking coffee right now because um my body's just rejecting it i'm pregnant but um a little bit of coffee doesn't hurt either um and sometimes it actually acts as an appetite suppressant so i'm not telling people to suppress your appetite um that's not what i mean but i mean if you're if you're mindlessly snacking then maybe that is the best thing to do try to find another element to to get rid of that get outside if you can i know you said about the rainy days and those are the hardest days I think because we feel so stuck inside whereas on sunny warmer days we can get out and maybe almost trick our brains that we're not in this quarantine period um and get our kids out too which is like I don't know my kids three so So, getting him outside is everything right now even today it's so cold and I was like I don't care we went out for an hour and but doing that and that's another thing too that kind of can go hand in hand with you guys keeping people motivated to get that workout done at home um, but you're going to be burning more neat calories so the calories that you um, that you use throughout your whole day right um, those ones actually add up more than what we typically do in just our workout so if you can stay busy and moving um, whether it's outside with your kids or doing finally getting to some yard work or things that you don't normally get to do because you're just not around your house like this that can actually end up turning this crummy situation into a lot more positive one because you might actually start to see results that you weren't having before because you were stuck at a desk all day for example 
Yeah, totally. I know, I know when I go for like a run and I come back in, I'm not hungry. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the endorphins or whatever, but it definitely, but that, that leads me to another question I want to ask you. And this question might sound super simple, but I'm going to ask it just so people out there can hear the answer from you. Um, how do you know when you're hungry? You know, like I know, I know when I, my, like I can, there's like that hunger pain, like when you haven't eaten in a while and you're, you're actually physically like you feel something in your stomach, but like, what's another good indicator for people to know when they're actually hungry? Versus bored, you mean? Yeah. Like, like how, how do you know that you should, now is a good time to eat? You know, like, are there other, uh, like, signs that your body will give you? For me, it's in my stomach. Yeah. Um, for sure. That's where I feel it. And, it, like, I definitely feel a difference between if I'm just bored and want a snack or if I can, like, I'm not telling people to wait till you're in like full blown hunger Pain, mode because yeah. that can be bad too. Cause when, if you actually let it go for too long, it can backfire on you. And then you're just trying to eat everything, um, all at once. Some people, um, instead of looking at what would a smart portion of this food actually be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for me, I definitely feel it in my stomach. I can kind of feel a rumble, I guess I'll call it a little rumble. Um, yeah. and I, I, I try to listen to that if I'm thirsty, dry mouth, um, those kinds of things. When you urinate, it's more yellow than it should be. That's a good sign of make, you're not getting enough hydration, which is a big thing during yeah. all of this too. I think for some of us with our gym routine, it's like I would fill up my two liters, make sure I drank this much. But now that I'm not doing that and I'm instead of working out at 930, I'm working out at noon. A lot of times by noon, I've realized like I haven't even come close to drinking as much water as I would have before. Mm. Um, and that can make me feel hungry, even though I'm actually just thirsty. I think, I think one thing too, would be just to try, like, sometimes it's hard to tell, but if you try those tips that you said, and you're still hungry after those things, then that would be the indicator, right? Like if you have your glass of water, if you try and distract yourself by picking up a task at home or going outside and you're still like, man, I'm starving, then that's probably the sign that you should go eat something. Totally. Slowing down. Um, I think we're just used to this like fast paced world that's slowing down on us right now. So there's a lot of us who are like, I want this now. And there's an immediacy Mm -hmm. to it instead of saying like, well, let's just slow down for a sec, have this glass of water, just go do something really quick. And if I come back and I'm still hungry, then I need to eat. Mm -hmm. Totally. I think people need to watch in general, their portions and nutrition coaches are really great at being able to go, okay, you Reza are this weight. You do this for a living. They can look at all the things that um, make you, you, your age and kind of come up with an idea of the calorie goal and macro goal for you. Um, But for the general public who can't afford a nutrition coach right now, or isn't even, they're just, just their mind isn't there. Um, it's really easy to Google hand portion guide and that can give people a really good idea of your hand is built for you, right? It's part of your body. Um, If you look up hand portion guide on the internet and Google it, you can get a good idea of what your serving of protein should look like, which they say is the palm fist for veggies, um, a cup of your hand for your carb and then your thumbs for fat. Um, And you want to split that into three or four meals per day, if not more. 
Um, Pete, someone like you probably have more because you're working out so hard for the games right now, I, th I think. So that can be just a quick little tip for people too, if, who are going through this right now. And, you know, a lot of us can't afford what we could afford before because we're on layoff or whatever, but still care about nutrition. So don't let it go. There's so many free resources out there that you can look into. Um, and that's, that's an easy one that you can do for yourself at home and think about still eating within balance at your, at your different meals throughout the day, including snacks. A great tip. Yeah. Um, Christy, I need to ask this question because I love asking this question to everyone, hmm. but like cheat meal, cheat day. What, like, what does it look like? Like all out. I want to know every detail, like just go. This is what the podcast is really about. Yeah. This is like, what, what, I really really want what would my cheat meal look like? Yes. Or, okay. Well, ice cream. Um, what kind? Oh, I love ice cream. I don't know. It switches like frequently, but I guess like a blizzard or oh, uh, when I started tracking my macros, when I did my CrossFit level one, um, they were teaching, and you guys would know if you guys are still, um, are you guys still teaching zone in the level one? We, uh, we recommend it as a good starting point. We used to preach it a lot like harder, like our go-to. Now it's, um, it's a general overview of like all the different kind of ways to track your macronutrients, but the zone is like sort of the, the good starting point. That's what we preach. So one of our coaches was saying, and I mean, you know, you walk in and this person's like completely chiseled, like looks like specimen of a human, right? So yeah. you're going to listen to what they have to say. But yeah. he was like, I actually eat half a chocolate bar every day. No way. Um, that's Jason McDonald. That's, yeah, that's Jason. My... And I remember thinking like, are you effing kidding me? But I literally watched him eat his lunch and he did. Yeah. Um, and that was back when, I, again, I didn't. I didn't understand like it I kind of under I thought I understood it but I really didn't and so yeah. now when you ask me about a cheat meal like I really don't I try really not hard not to have a cheat day Reza I try to work in treats that I like into every day so I never feel like I have to just have a day where I like completely explode because yeah. I, um, I never feel good after doing that but I still love pizza so what am I going to do tonight if I want a piece of pizza that's going to have a lot of fat and carbs but not a lot of protein I'll probably try to have more protein throughout my day and less fat and carbs and save it for, for tonight. And it still won't be a perfect day for me. And I know that, um, but it'll be, I'll feel a lot better than I will if I just like blew it out on a Sunday. I definitely cool. find that that is the mantra that works for me. It's like the 80, 20, the consistent 80, 20, like throughout the week, you know? Yeah. If I'm, if there's going to be like a competition or something, then you dial it in a little more, maybe a few months beforehand, but like, it keeps you sane knowing that you can give yourself that tree whenever you like and everything will be okay. You know, it will be. And you can't yeah. like you, when you coach people and like the, you tell them like, you can actually have some chocolate. They're like, what? Yeah. And, and you can, like, you really yeah. can. That's what I thought when Jason said that. And now mm -hmm. I totally get it and I know how to do it. And that has been life changing for me because I can actually eat something that I enjoy. That's not like a quote unquote bad food. Um, I'm not into like assigning moral values to food anymore. Like let's right. just get rid of that and just think of all food as fuel and there's a time and place for everything. Big time. Okay. So pizza and ice cream. Pizza and ice cream. <laughs> That's a short ever, answer. Have you ever had Haagen-Dazs uh, chocolate peanut butter ice cream? Uh, oh my God. You're that's, speaking my language. That's my thing. That's my <laughs> thing. Oh, peanut butter chocolate is probably my favorite. But do you guys know in Ottawa, have you guys been to Carp Creamery? No. Yes, oh, I have been. Actually, I've had I've it. Been. 
I went to the, there was like a, the carp farmer's market. I had it there. It is arguably the best ice cream I've ever had. Wow. And yeah. their flavors, like they have one called um, peanut butter and jelly. Wow. Oh my gosh. You guys, it's, I've never had anything like it. It I is absolutely mind blowing. Okay. So after this whole COVID thing is over, then. Yeah. So I'm going to tell everyone, like, eat healthy, eat healthy. Date. And by the way, the carb creamery. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? We'll, we'll go, we'll try and work in one of those uh, 20% meals with you maybe at the carb creamery once this is all blown over. Going to drive out there. <laughs> yeah. And that's one thing. I was having this conversation with someone. They were like, you know, economically speaking, it makes much more sense to buy their tub of whatever ice cream and bring it home and i was like it might economically <laughs> but good luck to you if you have the willpower i think i, to have I, that think I know what you're talking about <laughs> and not be eating it every day i definitely do not if there's something good in my house it's gone within minutes yeah yeah and um, if you can slow down right now too like a lot of people are ordering their groceries online and i remember someone yeah. once saying to me like well that's lazy i'm like that's not sufficient and you're also hopefully yep. able to order things at a time when you can make kind of smart decisions instead of like turning the corner and seeing these chips that you've wanted for so long um so if yeah. you're ordering your stuff online then you can look at like okay what do i really need what mm -hmm. recipes am i going to make so i've planned ahead of time mm -hmm. and you're not wasting your time in those junk food sections that you really don't need to be in anyway that's right i never really thought about it like that because you're not you're not browsing you don't it's not like yeah nothing catches food. your eye that's right yeah yeah huh like a sale hard, on your favorite right? ice cream. Yeah. yeah. You think like, oh, I'm not that hungry when you went in there, but suddenly you are. And then you're yeah. like, well, those salt and vinegar chips from Farm Boy are so good. And you know, they are like, that can be really like difficult for some people to, to not, you know, not grab them. Totally. Um, and for me personally, like if I can just plan ahead and know this is what I need and then order those things then I don't have as many options. I have like a lot of meat and vegetables in my house right now. That's awesome. I know, uh, I know Lex just went to the grocery store and before she left, she was like, do you, do you need me to get anything? Cause obviously now going to the grocery stores, it's, it's like, deal. yeah, it doesn't happen as frequently. And, and I was just like, just get me a treat. So <laughs> we'll see Any what treat. she got me. Yeah. Um, okay, sweet. Um, Christy, can you, uh, tell us where, like, if people want to talk to you about their nutrition, how they can find you. Um, I know on Instagram, I think it's at apples and abs. Mm -hmm. um, like an N. Yeah. Apples and abs. And then yeah. um, you said you had a blog. What's the, what's the website for the blog? So it's linked through Instagram too, but it's apples, A P P L E S N like the letter N and then yep. abs.com. Sweet. So I'll, uh, I'll add all that in the, um, the YouTube comments. Um, yeah, I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there. It was, uh, it was awesome talking to you and seeing you. Um, it's awesome seeing you guys too. I miss yeah. having you coaching me every day. Yeah, we miss, <laughs> we miss you guys. We miss everyone. It's, it's weird, but we are doing Zoom classes. You got to try one. Um, I do have to try one. I haven't, like using this, I've, I set it up for a meeting before all of this happened. I had Zoom for like one meeting, but I hadn't been using it that much. So I'm a little less afraid. But I'm like you, Reza. I'm not great with technology. Yeah, it's it, it's, I'll it's get pretty there, but... it's pretty easy stuff. Yeah, and like I find I find like the first class we did, it was it was kind of weird to me, and then now it seems a little bit more normal, and it's it's kind of fun. Like it's a it's the it's the best thing that you're gonna get that's not seeing people in person. So it's as close. Can as I you ask can you guys get. a question? Are you able to actually like see? Like, are you still able to be like Christy? You're not. Your hips aren't coming far enough yeah. back on your squat. Like, can you actually see? 
Totally. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we coach people. And, and it's funny, I was talking to someone about this. It's like, it's, I, I can see more, you know what I mean? Cause when I'm in a class and I'm staring at you, I, I can, I'm like, based on how I'm standing and where I'm sitting, I'm, I'm focused on you. But now what I've started to do when I coach my zoom classes is I get people like we did Cindy yesterday. And what I asked the athletes to do is like, when you guys get to your squats, turn around every time. So that every time I see you doing your squats, I'm looking at a different angle of you doing your squats. And uh, I, I, yeah, so it was like, it was, you know, I'm still able to provide coaching. I mean, it's not as good as the real deal, but it's still pretty good. And like, you know, I see people like reacting to my cues. So it's, it's still, uh, it's, it's, it's getting the job done, you know, it's, it's getting the job done. So it's, it's very, so you got so we can't wait for you to have you on there. You can't, you got to come experience. Yeah. It. Yeah. I try it. I and, really uh, hope for you guys that I, I, I sincerely absolutely mean this. There's so much content right now that, you know, you guys are putting out CrossFit Coliseum. I've seen them doing a lot of things too, and it's um, free and accessible to people and they're at home now and don't have their commute time that they used to have anymore. So one, I hope people are staying motivated. It's motivating for me personally to see you guys doing that and being leaders and actually showing me your workouts too and what they look like and tips. Um, but two, I hope that you guys pick up more clients from this because I'm hoping that more people in like the average public who've lost their gyms and their gyms have closed and didn't really have a routine before and can look at CrossFit as an example now for mm-hmm. the things that are available for them to do. And I really hope when this is all over, it, it ends up meeting more members for awesome people and gyms like you guys. We're, we're with you on that. We hope it uh, reaches, yeah. reaches, reaches a few people that uh, are inspired by the at-home workouts. It's easy to... Cause it's easy for people who don't have time to go to the gym to make that excuse to compare themselves to the people that are like driving out, going to the gym, actually attending a class. But now that everyone's in the same boat and everyone's working out now, there's no excuses, free, free workouts. What do you have to lose? Right. And you keep your sanity. Exactly. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you, Christy for that. That was awesome. Thanks Um, for having me guys. Hopefully the next time we see you will be in person or in one of those classes. Yes. Definitely. Okay. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.